everybody. Welcome to the Ronin Rabbit and Usagi Ojimbo Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. You have uh, found me in time to listen to episode 12 of the Ronin Rabbit. Now, we are a spoiler podcast, so the stories we discuss we'll be talking about at uh, some length. Tonight, the discussion will be the story Samurai, parts 1 and 2, which appeared in the... uh, July 1987 issue of Usagi Ojimbo Volume 1 Issue 1 from Fanagraphics Now this will be a little bit longer episode probably than they have been up to now because basically the uh, stories that we have going forward are the equivalent of two that I have discussed before So the main characters uh, in these two stories, these two parts I guess, will be of course uh, Miyamoto Usagi a new samurai Gunichi Jinosuke makes an appearance, Usagi's father makes an appearance uh, Kenichi makes an appearance we have a new character Katsuichi who uh, we will we will learn about his, his importance in the story and the Dogoro Fencing School also will play a, an integral part. So the story opens with Usagi facing Gunichi uh, across a small field here. Gunichi uh, regaled in what looks like traveling gear, including the uh, Sugegasa hat, the um, um, peaked kind of rush or reed hat um, I know you guys have seen them I've seen them all over the place too usually they're worn by peasants kind of a, a big uh, kind of like a I guess you could say like a Japanese sombrero kind of and they're uh, staring each other down Gunichi removes uh, the sugagasa that he has on takes off his uh, outer coat draws his sword Usagi draws his sword and they charge each other swords flashing and then they part and for three frames they hold this parting stance Um, that probably is and again I think everybody has probably seen this in movies or in uh, uh, drawn fiction where they will do some kind of uh, swift movement, either with their body or with their sword, and then they'll ho- hold that finishing pose uh, until somebody drops, basically. Uh, we have three panels of them holding the pose, and on the fourth panel, uh, Gunichi drops. Now, I'm not sure why that has become part of the uh, fiction to hold that pose. I'm not sure if it is... Um, uh, an, an example showing the um, the martial art of Aijutsu, uh, which is a um, older martial art for uh, d- dealing with competitive sword drawing. Um, nowadays, probably, if we were to run across it, it would be in the discipline of Aedo, uh, which is a much it's a um, more it's it's a non-combative, non-combatant style devoted mainly to katas um, 
practiced solo, uh, but it deals with the drawing and uh, movement of the sword itself. So perhaps that's what what this is uh, putting us in mind of the Aijutsu or the Aido, as we would call it, if if I'm pronouncing these correctly, as we would call it now. After Genichi drops, um, Usagi uh, uses some Nuguigami to wipe off his sword and throws them uh, to the side, showing the uh, the fouling of the rice paper, so that we understand that he was wiping the blood off the sword, uh, showing that he did indeed dispatch Genichi. At which point. Jinasuki appears and uh, starts asking questions of Usagi about, you know, what are you doing? Who is this? Why did you kill him? Just kind of giving him that childish kind of third degree, you know. Did you not like him? Was it for money? Was it for a woman? Was it for honor? Was it for, you know, just going on trying to uh, goad Usagi, I think, more than anything else. Usagi does. Uh, go into the tale basically of his origin uh, which is kind of it's, it has me pretty pretty excited to read these these next several stories I believe this is an eight eight to ten part story because this is this is Usagi's origin you know we've been going for the last eleven episodes uh, roughly eleven stories with no real a foundation or indication of the origin for Usagi, but I think now we're finally going to get it. So, Usagi breaks into his story about being a a child in a northern province, you know, many many years ago, and his father, who we have found out was the magistrate of this town, um, indicates to Usagi and Kenichi that soon they'll be old enough to receive their samurai top knots, which uh, Usagi displays via having his, his ears tied off very close to his head, representing the top knot of the samurai that way. And his father's explaining that the, the two tools of the samurai, the katana and the wakazashi, uh, will be given to them, and they will learn how to use these weapons at the Dugoro fencing school in the city of Sendai. Um, so basically they're being sent to military school, more or less, uh, to learn how to use the katana and the wakazashi, the tools of the, uh, well, actually the badges of honor for the samurai. So the next day, Kenichi and uh, Usagi set out Usagi indicates that uh, three days into their journey, uh, the two young rabbits started messing with each other, fussing, and got into a little squabble, but their squabble was interrupted when they saw a uh, an older individual uh, that is a lion in shape and form, as drawn by Mr. Sakai, uh, being waylaid by several uh, other samurai. We find out that the older samurai's name is Katsuichi and that 
these other samurai that are facing off against him are from the Dogoro fencing school and they indicate that the elderly Konichi has uh, insulted them in some way that demands uh, that they fight uh, he fight these these younger opponents well they trade barbs and basically he says he's not going to fight them and so the four charge him and are all quickly dispatched uh, for the second time in the story and I believe the first story that we've seen this the uh, Nugurigami papers are again used uh, Kunichi wipes off his blades uh, realizes that I'm sorry Katsuichi wipes off his blades and realizes that Kenichi and Usagi have been watching and asks them what they're doing there they need to go home just leave him alone and he turns and continues on his journey well Usagi is very taken by the scene that he has just seen of this one man taking out these four Kenichi on the other hand sees an old man who just got lucky and he's not he's probably not good for anything because he's an old man so they get into a battle of words and finally Kenichi says that he's going to go on and go to the Dogoro school and Usagi indicates that he's going to follow this Kenichi and excuse me this Katsuichi and get him to uh, be his teacher so Usagi runs after him crying sensei um, our first word for this story that uh, Mr. Sakai has provided for us, uh, sensei being Japanese for teacher. Uh, Usagi stops him uh, briefly, indicates what he wants, you know, he wants to be his student and um, Katsuichi calls him a grasshopper and tells him to go live happily ever after at home. But Usagi persists, uh, Katsuichi not having much of it, going so far as to mumble the word fool because uh, Usagi won't leave him alone then for several panels Usagi follows him they finally get to a hut where Katsuchi is staying he goes inside Usagi waits outside we see the portrayal of time day and night and various weather conditions all while Usagi is is just waiting to, to speak to Katsuichi again and suddenly Katsuichi appears and Usagi again beseeches him to be his teacher um, again Usagi is referred to by Katsuichi as a fool but then he tells Usagi to go fetch some firewood and refers to him as a Shugyosha or a student warrior so that you know immediately Usagi is all excited because now uh, he has a sensei. That's the end of the first part of, of this tale. We then go on and we see uh, Usagi as he's continuing his story to Genosuke. He says that uh, this is at the six month mark and uh, he's, he's just been doing menial labor, getting firewood keeping the hut clean, working a garden, getting water from a stream. And uh, we take up the story. He has just gotten a couple buckets of water and is 
walking down the path back towards where he and Katsuichi are staying and he's struck on the head by a bamboo pole causing him to fall and spill all the water and we see that it's Katsuichi who just kind of looks on in disdain and indicates for Usagi to just go get some more water he calls him potato bug so he um, he called him another insect uh, see, he called him grasshopper he referred to him there as a potato bug he refers to him as weevil so he has all these little insecty beneath me kind of names that he's been using on Usagi but Usagi does as he's told he goes down and gets more water and carries it back to the hut and we see a night, we don't know if it's that night or, you know, but a, a subsequent night at some point. He's fast asleep and Katsuichi sneaks in and smacks him on the head with his piece of bamboo again, waking him up. Usagi then, uh, at a later time, has, has gone to the garden and collected some vegetables and he's bringing them back to the hut and he sees Katsuichi approaching and quickly jumps and hides in the bushes where as he passes by once again Katsuichi just mumbles fool and keeps going well at this time Usagi realizes that he is a fool um, samurai are not afraid they know when and where the danger is coming Katsuichi as he passed did not have his bamboo pole in hand so Usagi surmises that he was safe. He wasn't going to get thumped on the head this time. So he kind of, you know, sets himself that that he's better than this, and he knows when he's in danger and when he's not, and those are the traits of a samurai. So that's what he will practice. Several months after that, um, Katsuichi and uh, Usagi are taking lesson as they're walking through a, so, a snowstorm and Katsuichi is explaining about being a, a full the, the full training of a samurai um, including not just the martial arts but the literal arts as well uh, reading, calligraphy music etiquette, things like that and why those are important and to round out the lesson, he, as they're walking by a tree, he subtly taps a branch and causes the snow to fall on Usagi, indicating that all of these things, the martial arts and the literary arts, will help him to prepare to not be caught unawares. Uh, several months later, Usagi has... Um, gone down to the stream to get some water and he's walking up the path and he knows, he can feel that since the Katsuichi is behind a tree up ahead so he yells out and throws a couple nuts of some sort at the tree trying to get the sensei to expose himself and he waits 15 minutes and says well, you know, I guess I was wrong, I guess he wasn't there so he picks up his water and heads on uh, heads on up the path and as he gets to the tree sure enough Katsuichi steps out behind it and not only thumps him on the head with his, his bamboo pole which could be a bow staff I'm not sure 
Um, I haven't run across that they're made out of bamboo, and this certainly looks like bamboo. And actually, Usagi even refers to it as a piece of bamboo. So I don't know that we could go so far as to say that that's an actual bow staff or just more than likely just a piece of bamboo that he uses to hit his people on the head with to prove a point. But he really lays into Usagi, telling him how ignorant he was that he knew that the trouble was going to be there. And yet he still ignored it that he should know better by now. And a further time period later, by this time it's been six or, let's see, six, eight, ten, twelve. It's been about a year and a half that he's explained this story to Jinnasuke. Uh, so he, he's been with... Uh, Katsuichi quite a while and he's out chopping wood and Katsuichi attacks him with a uh, boken and Usagi evades and, and um, defends himself adequately enough that Katsuichi gives the boken to Usagi and says like I say 18 months or maybe 2 years into this now your training can begin in earnest and he gives him a, a a little speech here where he talks about um, Bushido and anyone that has any um, experience with Japanese movies or, or you know any Japanese culture of, of previous eras, particularly the samurai era, uh, are familiar with Bushido being the way of the warrior. Uh, the Boken, I'm sorry, the Boken that he gave Usagi is a uh, practice sword. It's a wooden practice sword, a single piece. And um, Bushido, the way of the warrior, it's it's a um, it's a, a mental and physical spiritual discipline that um, indicates to others that they are dealing with the samurai. But it's a way for the samurai to balance out the potential violence of his lifestyle, carrying the sword around, being a soldier or a, an executioner or an assassin or you know whatever the the martial jobs are that that they fill, with a quieter, peaceful, more introspective life, um, owning to the yin and yang uh, concepts. So. Bushido is the is the warrior's way of life, and that's you know that's very important for us and and uh, Usagi as we follow his story because that dictates who and what he is and dictates how he acts and reacts, and so you know everything about him as uh, as concerns his being a samurai should be dictated by Bushido now um, only time will tell if that you know really turns out to be the case but so far uh, from what I have read it, it seems you know very much to be he's very concerned with honor uh, both for and against him uh, he's um, interested in arts we've seen him drawing and painting the finer quieter points in life uh, eating ritual, you know, rituals that he follows, that being polite, being professional, you know, all these things, so. 
Bushido. I, you know, th- those folks that are listening and, and perhaps aren't familiar with Usagi or the, or the ways of samurais, uh, doing a little look up on Bushido, even if it's just like, you know, Wikipedia will, will really help explain a lot about why he does what he does. Um, continuing the story, Usagi indicates that uh, now it's been more than two years and he and Katsuichi are fighting with their Boken. And we have several panels just depicting a fight scene. And again, we see a, a panel where Usagi and uh, Katsuichi seemingly hold a pose. Um, turns out not to be the case because immediately Katsuichi um, crumples down holding his side because Usagi has indeed struck a blow that with um, edged weapons would have been a killing blow but he immediately reacts and starts uh, to apologize to his sensei but uh, sensei Katsuichi indicates no no that you know that is the blow I have waiting I've been waiting for all this time you know basically he's telling him he did good you finally got me and with that, uh, Usagi's tail kind of tapers off. We cut back to the present as he's relaying this to Genosuke. Usagi um, tells him that, well, you know, he's getting kind of tired of talking as his mouth is kind of drying out. Um, you know, let's let, let's go somewhere and get something to drink. And Genosuke's... Uh, quite alarmed. He's like, well, you know, you haven't even told me what's up with this dude, why you killed him, where he's from, you know, anything like that. But then he thinks and says, well, you know, since you're thirsty, why why don't you go get us some water? You've had a lot of training doing that. Um, and actually, we could use some hot water, so why don't you cut some firewood, too? Kind of poking fun at him in the last panel is uh, Usagi kind of eyeballing Genosuke not really appreciating his sense of humor. <coughs> Excuse me. So that uh that's our our main story for this episode. Now again the uh the words that uh, Mr. Sakai introduced us to was uh, the sensei, which is a teacher. I think we probably all have run into that. Uh, Shugyosha, which is a student warrior. Boken the wooden practice sword. Bushido, which is the way of the warrior. And I didn't mention it, but in one of his talking to Usagi's, his um, soliloquies about being a samurai, Katsuichi drops the word hara, which is um, more conceptual than it is physical, uh, but it, it can be used as a physical. It's, it's, hara is meant to be the, the center of one's being. It's where um, in a lot of Eastern philosophies, most of your power uh, to do things, your ability to do things, derives from your hara. So that's the, that's the center of your being. Now to try to uh, explain the story a little better, I introduced the uh, Sugigasa hat the conical reed hat that the um, Japanese peasants, I think, a lot of times are depicted as wearing the uh, nugurigami, which is the rice paper uh, sheets that they will use to wipe off their swords. Um, they'll also use um, 
cloths. Uh, I believe gami is the is the root or wiping, whereas the first word in this case naguri, uh, but also other words I think denotes what it's made of. And then there's the uh, martial art of the the sword drawing, the modern um, discipline of Aedo, but perhaps more appropriately would be Aijutsu, which would have been practiced uh, in Usagi's time. Uh, Aedo was not. It's a more modern um, extension of the Aijutsu. I don't think Aijutsu really is practiced anymore. It has it has evolved, I think, into Aedo, if, if I if I'm correct, I, I may not be, but I believe that's what has happened. Um, okay, not really anything uh, particularly noteworthy about any of the things you know that I've been mentioned. The uh, uh, Tokage, the Death's Heads, the Woodcutters, all those little things that have been popping up. Nothing really pops up here. So, um, heads up for next time. It'll be uh, Usagi Ojimbo Volume 1, Issue 2. September 1987 from Fantagraphics and it will have Samurai Parts 3 and 4 in it so that's what we will be going through next time um, not really any feedback or anything like that um, although if you do uh, want to send me some that would be cool you can do so at usagipodcast at gmail.com the shows go up at the readerfeed.com you can leave comments um attached to, to the shows, the episodes themselves. I do post whenever a new episode has come out on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo page on Facebook. Uh, thank you, Steve, for graciously allowing me to do that and and being kind of my, my cheerleader as I post those. I appreciate that. Uh, if you do download this from iTunes, please take a second and leave a, a review. It'll help other Usagi fans find the podcast. Um, hopefully... You know, it's a, a good enough show that uh, you guys want to pass it on to some other people. Also, recently, I'll, I've started posting episodes of this podcast and the other podcasts that I do on G+, Google+. Um, just circle Edward Moore Jr. That is that is I. And uh, you will have notice on Google+, Plus of when the new episodes come up. Now, um, be aware that that's not the only thing I post. Um, I have three other podcasts that I post, and on occasion I'll post other things, uh, typically of some sort of political nature that has gotten me fired up that day, but not necessarily anything overwhelming, just once, twice a week maybe, but mainly that's that's for the other podcasts that I'm putting out. Uh, I do want to thank Mr. Coward, the daddy and granddaddy of the... Uh, Deliberate Noise and Comic Book Noise Network, of which the Reader Feed is a, a family member. Also, uh, if you are interested in other types of podcasts, uh, Teal Productions is the um, podcasting company that my wife and I have. We have uh, this. We have three other shows that we do. Two of them are comic book related. One is not. So uh, we have a. Facebook page for Teal Productions where episodes of all the shows that we do when they come out we post them on there if you're interested in that do want to thank you guys for hanging out as I said this one's been a 
little bit longer. It looks to be about twice as long as what they had been running. So that's probably going to shift and be the, the typical length of the shows now that we're into full uh, books uh, amounts of story, 20, 18 to 20, 22 pages. So this will probably be the typical length heading out from here. Thanks a lot, guys, and uh, we'll uh, put this episode up and get to working on the next one and hopefully have it out shortly. Appreciate you sticking with me and listening in and uh, hopefully telling some of your friends. I'll talk to you guys again next time. Bye. This is a Teal Production. <laughs>